this is episode two of the podcast. Um, Fresh Out of Food was my first one. Uh, the beginning years in eighth grade, uh, the start of my eating disorder. I'm going to kind of move into the summer of eighth grade year and freshman year. Uh, what really was happening then um, was Aaron was getting better. My twin sister Aaron was getting better. And she was learning how to cope with her obsessive compulsive disorder and compulsions that she was having before she was coping with those. And it was amazing to watch her do that. Um, I was struggling with body image at that time, lots of body checking. Um, I was still involved in swim team over the summer. I did swim team. I would get up at like 5 a.m. and go swim at like 6.30 or something. I don't remember the time exactly. Um, And it was a very highly active swim team. I always want to thank Coach Shane Morrison, Morrison, excuse me, for pushing me as hard as he did uh, because he taught me discipline, um, really through sports. And that was a huge part of where my discipline came from, but I kind of lost it all somewhere along the way. I really want to get that back. And I think I'm getting there. As you hear my recovery story and where I'm at today, I think I'm really getting there. Um, Around that time, we were doing things like a lot of TRX work. I don't don't know if you guys know anything about TRX, but it's um, resistance training. The Navy SEALs use it. And we were doing two-hour-long swim practices. And then we were sometimes running miles, miles, miles. And then we were doing the TRX as well. And I wasn't eating through all of that. So I was dropping weight, continuing to drop weight. I think at this time I was probably a size 2. About a size 2. In my shorts, I remember um, going into freshman year because we were preparing swim team for high school. So we would have our summer practices. And then if I remember correctly, we would have our high school practices. We would do a little training afterwards for high school practices. You could stay after and do that. Um, It was kind of your choice. Um, But I mean, anyone knows if you want to be better, it's not really a choice. Um, And I wanted to be a good swimmer. I really wanted to be a good swimmer. I felt like it was the only sport I was really good at. That music was the only thing I was really good at. Um, going into high school, um, my brother was a junior at the time, um, and it was really nice having him in high school with me because my brother was a football player, so everybody knew him, everybody liked him. He was also in choir with me. Um, Mr. Todd Cheek was our choir director, and he was very influential in me. I will never forget him and the influence that he had over my life. Um, He's lost a lot, and uh, he's a very passionate man, and he he taught me something about passion and what it it means to be passionate, and never to let anyone take that away from you. Um, People started to notice in high school that I was thin. There were comments in, like, Spanish class, Audrey, you're so skinny, or... um, the secretary at the school, I'm not going to mention her name, um, 
well, I guess I won't mention her name because she was really influential to me as well in a positive way. Mrs. Danner, Rhonda Danner, um, I think said things like, you know, if you get any skinnier, you know, thing, you know, like little comments like that, like, Roger, you're so, you're so skinny and, um, I remember at this time specifically, I would not eat throughout the day and I would drink coffee. I would go into the, I think it was the dean's office or the superintendent's office, not the superintendent's office, no, it was like the, one of the offices. And I would get coffee in the morning. I put some cream in it and some Splenda. I was always a sweetener person. I think I have become addicted to sweetener <laughs> and diet soda. <laughs> Anyone really that suffers with an eating disorder probably has told you that they've had an issue with diet soda and sweetener. Um, it's kind of a common trend. Um, and then around lunchtime, some days, not every day, I would make a little bit of oatmeal in a cup in the microwave in the superintendent's office. I would always eat lunch in Mrs. Danner's office. Um, she had this little break, like conference room area, and I would sit in there and eat with uh, Jesse List and my sister because we all had lunch around the same period it was a lunch b lunch the lunch and we always i think we all together had b lunch um or it was c lunch i don't remember but we all had the same lunch that year anyway and i would eat oatmeal and jesse would comment and say things you know is that all you're gonna eat you know and i was like oh no i ate something else too before you know lies and that's where the lying really started to come in and let me tell you something about lying when you begin to start lying, it feeds off of itself. You you lie about one thing, and there's nothing that you won't lie about. Um, and that if there's anything that I've learned in the third, what it would be 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, like 10 years I've suffered with this. I've gotten so good at lying that it's almost like you don't know the truth from the lies. And it's a very, very sad and scary and sick thing. When you get really sick um, in your eating disorder, in an eating disorder, lying becomes your crutch. It becomes all that you know to keep your secret. No one can know that you have an eating disorder. So you have to lie about everything. You have to lie about eating. You have to lie about where you're going. I started to lie about where I was going. Uh, freshman year, um, I remember I downloaded this app called OkCupid and I was starting to talk to guys on OkCupid. Uh, very dangerous, very dangerous, you know, because I didn't know any of these guys. Um, and I'll tell you about, um, the incident that I had with one of the guys that I met on there. Um, but that's in the later episodes. Um, some trauma from that, um, that also aided me feeling, gosh, there's so much, so many comments. I've, when I really hit high school, there was a lot of comments from guys, um, I, specifically 
had a lot of comments from older guys. Um, when I had eventually, in the later years, I went through a period when the bulimia started, and I'll talk about that. Um, but we're still in freshman year. When the bulimia started, there were comments about like being curvy and, you know, um, like I was becoming a sexual object. I was being objectified by men, and I didn't like that. Um, I was at my lowest weight freshman year. I think I was like 110, maybe. 120, maybe. Like I said, a size 2. Um, still very active in swim team. I would go to swim team practices, have a cliff bar. Um, before swim team practices, some days I would have the oatmeal. Um, and then I would go to swim team practice and I would come home and have a regular dinner. So then I was starting to eat a little bit more normally. Um, I wasn't restricting as much. Um, and I just remember feeling pretty and feeling the attention from people that I never got. When I was in eighth grade, when I was in sixth grade and fifth grade, I didn't get attention from guys I wasn't very pretty. <laughs> or I didn't think I was anyway. And that was really hard for me growing up because I never felt pretty. But once I got down to a low weight, I thought thin equals pretty. So I started to get that equation nailed and drilled into my head because it was being reassured by the people around me especially guys women as well but guys in particular um were giving me more attention and like I said I was involved in choir and musicals and I wanted to be thin to fit into my stuff in the musicals and I didn't want to I didn't I thought my if I weighed more, it would be more of an issue, more baggage. Um, you know, when I, we had a change in these green rooms in front of other girls, and I didn't want to get naked and be uncomfortable with my body around these other girls, so I wanted to be thin. I wanted to be proud of being thin, and I wanted that to be my mantra. I wanted that. Um, you know, when I was in a swimsuit, and I was starting to notice I'm in a swimsuit, and I'm thin. Um, Aaron quit the swim team and that was really hard for me because I really missed her um and I remember freshman year um even going it's kind of a blur to me um my memory but I'm really trying to document this so I don't forget it I'm going into sophomore year um it was kind of like it all like reached ahead like my body could only take so much and that's where I'm actually gonna stop the podcast just because you know I'm gonna leave you on a cliffhanger um something really kind of I wouldn't say traumatic happened in my life but um some changes happened my sophomore year and my body couldn't take the starvation anymore. So 
another side of my eating disorder came out. And I'm going to talk about that in the next podcast. So if you've made it this far again, thank you so much for listening. Um, Again, my name is Audrey Ryan. Um, I haven't really given you much background on myself from central Illinois. Um, My dad's been the head football coach here for 30 years. So I've been a coach's daughter. And if you know anything about Metamore football, it's pretty big. So, um, that was kind of being, that was a kind of a little bit of my freshman year. And, um, I remember I was also a stat girl, if I remember correctly. Um, so I was, um, in front of the coaches and in front of the players and again, more attention from guys, you know, it was all guys, guys, guys. And I wasn't dating anyone. No one would ask me out. I never had a date to the dance, but I was then, and I consider that an accomplishment. So this is going to melsh, melsh, melsh <laughs> into episode three, which is going to be my sophomore year of high school when everything changed and not for the better. <laughs>